it is a well-known fact on Trilogy and Theory that I am never wrong. I, I'm just not. I am always spot on with all of my facts, my opinions. <sighs> so this is a dark day in the history of Trilogy and Theory because I made a mistake on the upcoming recording. I state that the film we're about to discuss, The Five Venoms, is not streaming anywhere, and that's just not true. The Arrow video label has a streaming service of their own called Arrow Player, and it is well worth the $6.99 a month, I believe it's $70 for the year if you pay up front, and you get a 30-day free trial. So as much as I don't want this to sound like a commercial for them, it's well worth it, especially if you're seeking out the film we're going to discuss today. Uh, there are spoilers abound, so I highly recommend you check out the Arrow Player for all of your Kung Fu, Shawscope needs, as well as your slashers from the 80s, your giallos from the 70s, and all your niche genre needs. You know, me making this disclaimer offsets the mistake I made during the recording so in a way, I guess my streak of being perfect continues. Ah, day saved with that bit of logic gymnastics. Excellent. All is right in the world. Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb, and this is my co-host, Mike. And we begin a new trilogy with a new set of films, one that I'm very excited for. Um, I have been trying to get into martial arts and kung fu films for a long time, and I think the first, uh, most obvious way to begin is Bruce Lee, because he's so famous. But because he doesn't have a very large filmography, you can run through them pretty quickly. And thankfully, Criterion released a beautiful Bruce Lee set. And I went through it, and I was uh, unimpressed, I think would be the... Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't love Enter the Dragon? It's a classic film, and it became a household name. And, and it's an awesome, awesome film. And Bruce Lee actually loved uh, the flick quite a bit and thought it was the best balance between commercial entertainment and his martial arts philosophies. And while I love that one, the others uh, not so much. And then, you know, you look at Jackie Chan, who's another internationally famous star. And then I, when I really got into the, uh, the earlier stuff, like, again, Criterion released Police Story 1 and 2. And I went through those and I was like, all right. And so, like, while I loved the artistry on display, I never could get into the actual plot because it, they were either very cliche or very... Uh, basic and just kind of an excuse to have wonderful uh, Buster Keaton-like set pieces, and and they are really wonderful. Enter the Shaw Brothers, uh, the latest uh, release from uh, the Arrow Video set. Uh, just a blind buy because it just looked so damn cool. And one of the first films I watched was The Five Venoms. 
uh, also called Five Deadly Venoms, I think, in the international market. And I fell in love with it right away, and I had to uh, bother you, Mike. I was like, you need to watch this film, too, because I want to talk about it, because no one's seen it that I <laughs> that lives anywhere near me who I can actually right. have a... Yeah, bother me. A great way to introduce someone to a film. <laughs> I'm going to annoy you with this, this suggestion. <laughs> Uh, the film revolves around five different kung fu styles. They are five masters of a specific house that has fallen into ill repute uh, because uh, the masters have become uh, essentially evil and they're doing uh, using their skills for uh, ill-gotten gains. And we've got the last student who is trying to, I guess, uh, uh, rectify and 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 uh, reclaim the name of this uh, this house. What did you think about the five venoms? Because I you you saw how clearly enthusiastic I was when I first uh, watched it, and I wanted to put it up on this podcast. Hope, yeah, knowing full well that we're gonna get zero downloads for this specific episode, but that's okay. I I want to hear your raw, unadulterated thoughts. Is it streaming anywhere or or no? No, uh, it's very cheap on. Uh, Apple TV, I think on iTunes it's like seven ninety nine. Um, but I highly recommend, obviously, purchasing the giant set of uh, kung fu films, which I'm going through now, and I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of them. But yeah, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. I mean, I guess you could just watch Kill Bill and just you know the hey! Viper. <laughs> Very that... influential. Yes, yes. Um... I don't think that's going to be surprising to anyone who is a fan of uh, Tarantino's work, unless you are so staunchly uh, <laughs> America first that you're like, no, 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 this is all ours. <laughs> it's been taken by this right. white dork in a video store. <laughs> He's claimed all of <laughs> film culture for himself and for us. Uh, it's really silly. And I, I, I thought it was funny to hear you say trying to keep the numbers and characters together because I feel like doesn't our student – doesn't he call himself number four at some point? And at least in the version I was watching, I felt like, wait, which number are you? How are you number four if there's <laughs> five deadly venoms? How did you jump up into the starting five already? Right. Um, He's technically six. He should be the sixth one. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I did see a note somewhere where it's like that has caused confusion. That that line has caused confusion amongst the fan community. And I'm like, has this been debated since 1978? <laughs> the, the, the mythos of uh, Five Deadly Venoms. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, it's a really fun movie. It's brisk. I would say maybe my only complaint is that it's, maybe it's too brisk. There's, there's a lot of meat on the bone here. Because they introduce... Um, the scorpion, uh, character who I don't remember which number he is. And that, I will well, say that's like, officer, that's officer Ma. He is the one who is not revealed until the very end. And hey, it's, hey, it's hey, spoilers. That's what I was getting. I was about to say that's, there's a whole mystery about who is the, sco- <laughs> who is the scorpion. <laughs> not if you've listened to this podcast, there's not. <laughs> I apologize. I can cut all this. However, don't worry. in fairness to you, there's not a lot of options. So they introduce this uh sort of mystery box and you're like well <laughs> there's really only one person who's got his thumb <laughs> on the scale <laughs> right so it's probably that dude um i think i'll just admit i started this a couple of times and so the, the second time i just watched all the way through but when i first started it i felt like whoa what now like the the toad number 
four or five, one and two know each other, but they don't know about three and four or this guy, this one knows that one. And if you can make it through <laughs> the uh, medicine bubble bath that doesn't take <laughs> for the master, <laughs> if you can get past the quest giver of the NPC, they throw a lot of information at you that I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. I f- feel like you, you grasp when you see two of them conspiring and then two others like conspiring. Okay. They, there's a split sort of faction within this little club of, uh, of evil <laughs> that, that's come out. Uh, I had one problem with it that I thought a oh, web. I wonder if he would notice this at all. It's that, uh, one of them, I guess we're, you know, in full spoilers, the, uh, the snake, um, he has a bit of dialogue where he's like, you know, I, I come from a wealthy family. Why, why, why do I have to kill people for riches? What am I even doing with my life? <laughs> he, in one line towards the end where he does reveal that, he says he was just in it for the martial arts. And he kind of got swept up in that. Like, yeah, you're making me do all this. And I like that bit of gray because you, he's a villain throughout the whole film. And he's kind of now seeing that, all right, now that I finally, that when they finally killed Li Hao, the toad style, the inner strength uh, master, he kind of realized that he's going down this path of evil, and that's where the conflict happens. And he gets a little bit of retribution, I guess. Uh, like he's, I he's hated not him com- more. I was like, oh, <laughs> look at the the rich kid. It was like, you know, being rich is cool, but what about killing people? Would that be better? <laughs> nah, that didn't really take either. Now, will someone please give me some sympathy because I feel bad about shoving needles in people's brains? It just wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> you don't think he was partially redeemed when he was able to use nope. his uh, snake style at the end? Oh. Nope. Nope. Oh, I, I, I liked that little bit of gray uh for that character. And one of the things I really do like about this film is, well, it never gets knee deep into philosophy. I think it's only mentioned. And that's why you're, I agree with you. It is a little too brisk. I don't need a mini series based off of this. No, no, because I think it works brilliantly as a film. And I think one of the reasons, like all that information is given to you a little too fast, too furious at times, but I liked that the film makes it, as accessible as possible for you to remember everything because for the most part some of the characters are color-coded uh they've got their uh, unique kung fu styles they also have uh the flashbacks they have the flashbacks every now and then in the action sequences going back to that beginning opening gothic introduction uh, where uh, you see the corresponding uh, kung fu style being utilized in the training so i like that Almost like a video game character selection screen. Like, ooh, I like, I like <laughs> a the, little bit. the way that one moves. I like, I like the mask on the the, the toad. Uh, I, you know, I point out to the the silliness. There is a bit of a uh, mystery amongst uh, these students, uh, who prior students. But <laughs> it's like when one throws a punch, and then the camera zooms in, and obviously from the perspective of the character who's been swung at. It's like, well, look at you. Uh, you're wearing a snake ring. <laughs> you're the serpent. <laughs> it's like hiding in plain sight. It's like, what about the guy that likes to dress in like a toad shirt? Maybe he's the toad. <laughs> well, it's like the fucking Power Rangers. Like even they're, when they're in human form, they can only wear the corresponding colors. <laughs> Maybe they just bought in bulk. You know, it's like they're undershirts. <laughs> it's like, I ordered everything in green. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've got. 
Oh, well, you know, the thing is, in the late 70s, uh, martial arts films and that concept was really, it was saturated. The market was completely filled with uh, Bruce Lee and, and all these other different um, imitations. And so the Shaw Brothers, the production uh, studio, had to find a way uh, to, like, hook people and give, find gimmicks for their feature films. And so I think the different styles, the different masks, uh, the kind of the whodunit plot was a great way to set this one apart from, like, the rest of the other options that kung fu connoisseurs uh, had at the time. I think it still works. Speaking of the whodunit style, I like the fact that these characters are introduced... And you don't know who is good and who is bad right off the bat. It really does unfold slowly over the course of the film. And then it, I, I feel like it, it really ratchets it up. And I think the action sequences are spread throughout the film in a meaningful way. Like, you're, I'm never worried. Like, where's the action? What's happening? What did you think of the action, actually, by the way? There's a lot of sound effects. I think that adds to kind of the charm of the film. All the fight scenes, they're filmed so well. It's like, it's chaotic, but for the most part, you've got some long stretches where you can see the uh, actors doing what they're doing, and then you've got these quick cuts and fast edits, but it never feels like I'm lost as to what's going on. Those quick edits kind of accentuate each of their styles. Did you feel like things were too choreographed or too – because I think that's one of the issues I think people, some people hmm. might have. It doesn't feel like a real fight. But I don't know. I was, I was entranced. Uh, I mean I, <laughs> I'd find it difficult to uh, want to compare this to something like on World Star where it's like, why aren't people falling down and stumbling around <laughs> more <laughs> Why is it this a Paul Greengrass where someone picks up a magazine and beats someone for 20 minutes with it? I, I think that if you are going to set up these characters where they have these specific techniques, I don't mind when one decides to like cling to the wall, like Spider-Man, like, okay, yeah, you've established uh, some sort of rules or boundaries for me. Uh, we did a, uh, a podcast on Dr. Strange on projecting film. And I told you my chief complaint was characters that just kind of shoot glowing orbs at one another is I never, I never know like who's got the upper hand until someone falls down. At least with this, there was a little bit of uh, curiosity, like watching a sporting match, where I'm like, okay, so Toad uh, style has impenetrable skin, like a, I guess a Luke Cage uh, version here. Uh, so exactly how are they going to handle that? Um, the only quibble I might have is with the... Uh, I had this, I had a note. What is the... Uh, that the fans call the like the the newest uh, Padawan that has some elements of all of the characters that he can't match any of them individually, but he has some elements of all of their training. Uh, I don't know if I think it was like hybrid Venom is what the super fans call him. Um, I wanted to know a little bit more because that's another element of the film where the master says you need to find one to team up with, and then like two of you could take on uh, the rest of them. I felt like his character, he's hes interesting in that, for the most part, he just hangs out like he's in a Richard Linklater movie. He just like, <laughs> hangs out with the, the people on the streets and is like, what's up with you? Like, you know, you're always wanting to gamble or uh, what did you see? Or he's looking for a free meal just so he can kind of lean in and, and overhear some conversation. Very passive. It's, it's interesting in the structure of it that you think the investigation will be led on this quest by the, the newest student trying to track all of them down. But for the most part, he just shows up and he's like, well, if I find one, the other ones are going to, they're going to start fighting each other. So really all he has to <laughs> do is count on one hand and say one, two, three, four, well, we've got them all. I would say that his, 
style of fighting never really came together for me where it's like he's set up as having elements of all. He mainly seems like he just tries to dodge. He tries to dodge any attacks he gets and and hopes that an ally will intercede on his behalf and he'll get to be the uh you know, just to keep going with the uh, video game analogy, if you ever play like Marvel versus Capcom or like any of those type of games where you can tag someone in, he's the ultimate like, God, can I tag in Wolverine here to save my ass or the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> that is his character. Uh, no, but I never for a moment thought, why can't this be more realistic? I, I like, you know, it, as long as it stays within the, I guess, the rules of the universe here. Where yes. Like, These characters can do this. Uh, here's the math. Here's the equation for this. Here's your quest. I I don't really care if it uh, leaps into fantasy. In fact, I, I appreciate it if it kind of it pushes uh, in that direction. Same thing. Like I think we mentioned this on our Rashomon episode, where it's like, yeah, we'll have a ghost, and and that ghost is going to testify on the stand within the framework and the rules of that world. Absolutely fine. One of the things that really stuck out to me uh especially in my uh second and kind of third viewings of this one was the good versus evil uh themes i really liked uh the, the final scene of the film where you have the gecko style uh the officer uh hey uh and talking to our hybrid character um his name oh gosh yang i think so they talk about the governor who's still in power who had a hand in killing uh, Li Hao, our toad style master, and how we need to go and get him. And Officer Hei, uh, gecko style master, mentions that, well, he's just another government stooge. He's going to get replaced by another corrupt individual as soon as like we kill him. And what we need to do in order to make a proper difference is we need to do the right thing. We need to find this treasure that we've been after. Kind of the MacGuffin, I think, of the entire film and donate to charity and clear the name of our like fallen uh, house and that's the only way we're gonna uh, make things right is to do good and i kind of like that i it didn't occur to me uh after my first viewing but i was like wow that's actually kind of a powerful statement i know that this is ultimately popcorn entertainment but did you take away anything uh anything a little bit more did you feel like a good person or being a better person by the end of this uh, I felt like it was certainly old fashioned in that, um, your name or your reputation or and I, to put it in a modern sense, like if there was some sort of controversy, not, uh, putting people to their death through some form of martial arts, but, um, you know, like when like there's an incident at like Duke university or someplace like that, where a place that probably people who attended that college feel very proud of being there. Uh, and then if there's something that gives them bad press, um, that they would prefer that the alumni are going out and doing great things or, you know, God help us somebody that cures cancer. Um, if they come from a specific college or university and that's where they've done most of their work, that is going to be paraded about as far as look at what we've given to the world. That's a little bit different, but I mean, this is, you know, in this world from this particular school, uh, all of them, like it's, they have a bad reputation, whether or not they're actually going out poking people in the brain with needles. Uh, that, I, that was what I got at the end of it is like, Hey, you know, we're still kind of tarnished. Like, Hey, maybe we're not the uh, ones that were murdering people, but we're associated with this event. That's what's going to be passed down as sort of uh, like a folklore and legend. So I, I dug that. <laughs> the only problem I had with it was maybe you can answer for me. Cause you've seen it a few times. 
what is uh what's the scorpion doing <laughs> here because we get pretty early on that while two of the members of the poison clan snake and the centipede go through and murder all the way through this this house anyone around uh to get this information on where this treasure is <laughs> they leave uh, without really like prodding too much like you know they're they're the one like just speed running through skyrim they're not picking up any objects <laughs> <or not. laughs> whereas scorpion comes in looks at what the dead man who they were interrogating like grasp in his like final moments breaks open this candle and is like oh look at this uh here's a map why why does he stick around if he's not like he he wants like is he is he someone knowing that Quentin Tarantino was going to rip this off later? And he's like, I leave no child or anybody left behind that can come track me down. There will be no bride. We shoot her in the head. Like, is that the reason? Because he could just vamanos. He could just go find the treasure, and no one knows who he is. But is it just a means of like, if I am going to be exceedingly wealthy, I don't want to live looking around seeing if anyone's around the corner and has tracked me down to, to kill me that has these talents because that's, that's the only way I could justify this guy having all the information early on in the film and still lingering and trying to pit people, pit people against each other. Boy, you know, when you love something, you really don't poke holes. And now that you're <laughs> mentioning this, that what you gave me as an explanation is about as good as anything that I could come up with. And I like it. I like it a lot. He is definitely the most methodical and the most cerebral one of the bunch of them because the whole point was to play your cards close to the chest. Don't let anybody know. And so he doesn't. He has completely encapsulated the Officer Ma role. And he is uh, not letting anybody know. He doesn't use his abilities. Uh, he's a well part of that community. People know him, and that's it. And he, and he still wears his mask. Nobody else is running around wearing a mask. He's just that little extra bit of safety and the precaution that he's taking. So, I yeah, like not that. not any street urchin that says it was the guy with the beard or it was the guy that was shirtless all the time. Nope. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not committing any crimes. <laughs> like, I am the scorpion. <laughs> Here's my scorpion yeah, mask. Yeah. He cannot be identified, and I like that. Uh, one of the things you mentioned, you mentioned old-fashioned. This is very much old-fashioned uh, in terms of also uh, in the lack of diversity in the cast. Uh, very much about kind of male camaraderie. I think in this film, a complete lack of women. Did that ever, I don't even know if there are any women. Maybe there's like an extra or something here and there, but did that stick out to you? Killed (laughs) in the first (laughs) massacre. (laughs) So there's a quality there, Webb. They they die amongst (laughs) the other peasants. Uh, That's true. That's true. Part of the family. No, it it didn't, it didn't bother me just because it's, you know, I I mentioned the, the briskness at the, the top of this recording, um, I, I think that pacing wise, um, there's not as much mystery other than as we, we mentioned with Scorpion, uh, it's established, Hey, these characters don't want to reveal how powerful they are because it will give away like, you know, they're possibly their, their flaws or how to beat them. Uh, they just don't want the attention, especially if they're up to no good. If it's this treasure quest that they're on, um, but, you know, once once anything is revealed, I mean, that, that bears out. As soon as one of them reveals themselves to be powerful enough to take on pretty much the entire guard in this uh, community, 
Um, I I guess that's you know I'm I'm wondering what was up with Scorpius as far as why he lingers around. Uh, what's up with the, the hybrid combat style? I never thought. I wonder what the women folk are doing here because <laughs> right. This may be one time where it's like best just to have this sort of old fashioned. Uh, this is man's work because even if you're extremely talented, especially if you're extremely talented, skilled fighter in this world, uh, the more skilled you are, the more people are like, I wonder if we could kill that person. <laughs> I just wonder <laughs> yeah. if we could take them down. So no, I, I did not, did not have that question, but you know, you're, you're a good person for, I guess, even pontificating on it. Whereas I'm just like, why didn't Scorpion just take the easy way out? Why didn't he just go get rich? No one saw his face. I can't help but think about uh, topics like toxic masculinity and, and some of the things that we talk about now uh, when I see these old films, especially when I really like them. When I like a like, you know, the, um, the Bechdel test, mm-hmm. uh, I think it has to be like five or ten minutes where two female characters are talking and it can't be about a man. And so I like to think about that kind of stuff. Like That is interesting because... You know, if nothing else, I think we should show empathy for different diverse groups and the different sexes uh, to see if they are being represented um, in some of these films as well. And so I know these old... (laughs) I was about to say, well, Tarantino fixed that because we got the female version, except it's titled after the man she's obsessed with killing. (laughs) (laughs) Right! But she does kill him, okay? She kills him, but it, it took... Two parts broken down, two two volumes to kill Bill. But I, when you look at some of these older films like this, I'll be like, well, I guess it not all the representation is there, and so, and I do wonder, like, God, I'm just I'm I'm so filled with guilt. Like, am I a bad person for liking this film? <laughs> and you know, it gets to a point where it's like, when I think about it too much, it's it's not worth it. There's already enough uh, horrible things happening in this world. I enjoy my popcorn entertainment, and I think this is kind of at the height of popcorn entertainment for me right now. This is just outstanding stuff. Um, and the, the the box set that I've got is filled with uh, films like this. I haven't even gone through all of them. And there's one in particular. It's called Dirty Ho, and I think you would love it. Oh. <laughs> and so maybe maybe we'll do another one. But I just wanted to kind of uh, how are the, how get – the female characters in that? <laughs> There's one that recall that that comes to mind, and unfortunately, it, it doesn't live boat? up to the title. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I'm I'm so thrilled that you agreed uh, to watch this, and hopefully, uh, you got some entertainment out of it, uh, and and maybe it awakened your palate for uh, you some better, more kung fu. I'm, I'm gonna buy this. Uh, I'm gonna buy a copy of it. So, there oh you my go. goodness, successful for you, yeah. I'm glad. I'm, I'm so thrilled that, uh, that that you dug it enough to to even contemplate purchasing <laughs> a physical disc. Oh, oh my gosh! I mean, I'm not going to go so far as to, uh, I guess, start streaming the Wu Tang Clan, who were very influenced by this film. Uh, but <laughs> I, I would like to watch more of this. Dirty, dirty hope coming to a future episode of Trilogy Theory. <laughs> <laughs>